If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I, I got, got 99 problems, problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap patrol on the patrol. Foes that want to make sure my clothes. Rap critics saves money, cash. I'm from the hood, stupid. What type of facts are those? If you grew up with hoes and you zap the toes, you celebrate the minute you was having dope. I'm like, critics, you can kiss my whole ass. If you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. Hiya! Info Ninja. Friends, countrymen, black people that don't play in the NBA, white people that are not CEOs, Mexicans that aren't in the cartel, and Asians that are not smart. Lend me your ears so I can welcome you back to the dojo. I'm madly in love with you, and it's not because of your brains or your personality. It's because you're beautiful. Inside and out. Ladies and gentlemen, I am happy to announce that this is our 99th episode. That's right. I got 99 episodes and it's been fun. I, I know it's that's not the lyrics. I was going to say I've got 99 episodes, but a biatch ain't one, the, the, the Jay-Z song, but uh, that doesn't make any sense. But I feel so blessed and I am so grateful to have the audience that I have to have all of you that listen to the shows, that that leave comments, that send me emails, that send me messages and, and encourage me. I really appreciate you. And you're, you're the reason that I've got through 99 episodes. You and the grace of God have got me this far. I used to do, I'm doing it more often now. I'm, I'm trying to put out at least four episodes a week, almost a daily show. Friday's kind of trash day. So listenership is a little bit lower. The ratings are a little bit lower on those days, but I'm, I'm not opposed to doing a Friday show. That being said, I started out doing a weekly show one time a week. And if the the stars didn't align great that week and I had to miss a week for some reason, you guys would go almost two weeks without hearing from me. And that's probably the reason. Well, that definitely is the reason that we're not over 100 episodes right now, but 99 episodes. The next episode is the big 100. And I have a huge announcement, probably the biggest announcement in the history of the Info Ninja. Hey, yeah. So get excited about that. That is coming in the next episode. But right now, I want to touch upon two stories. One is the the top story in the land, the, the thing that's trending most right now on Shitter and that they're, they're looking at it on Fascist Book, what people care about, what they're reading about. And then the other story is an incredibly important story that sheds a light on something that people need to see. But I bet, I just bet, you haven't heard anything about it. What? So our first story, the top story in the land, comes to us from People Magazine, of course. The headline is, Tiger Woods' ex says he owes her $30 million for locking her out of his home following their breakup. Tiger Woods and Erica Herman were first linked in 2017 before ending their relationship in October. This is from March 8th. Keep that in mind, the date, March 8th. The drama continues between Tiger Woods and his ex-girlfriend. Amid her breakup with the professional golfer, Erica Herman asked for a court to void a non-disclosure agreement she signed when they first began dating in 2017. She cited a law that allows NDAs to be nullified in the case of sexual assault. Now, I want to believe 
I, I want to believe, and I don't believe all women because some women are liars, just like some men are liars. But I, I want to believe someone that says they've they've been a victim. She just can't really tell anybody what that sexual assault actually is, and she has no evidence of it. And I understand it might be difficult to provide evidence of sexual assault. If someone grabs your butt, I personally, I don't consider that to be sexual assault. Like, have you been assaulted? Certainly something inappropriate has taken place there. Your boyfriend probably should punch the dude, but it doesn't mean that you've been assaulted. But anyway, she's claiming that we need to void this non-disclosure agreement because I've been sexually assaulted. I also find it interesting that Tiger Woods is having his girlfriends sign non-disclosure agreements. So this guy must be into some weird stuff, or maybe he just wants to stay private, but maybe there's things about him that he does not want to be public, like any human being. There's things about us that we don't want to be public, but I wonder what it is. In the filing, a defendant, Jupiter Island Irrevocable Homestead Trust, asked for Herman's lawsuit to be heard before an arbitrator. In her claims, Herman says she had an oral agreement with the trust that allowed her to live at Wood's home for another five years. The trust takes care of the home, essentially. Uh, They're kind of the overseers of it. They said that you could stay for five years. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Wood said as soon as you get all your stuff out, you can stay for five years. Bullshit. What kind of relationship is that? Who has a breakup and goes, hey, that, that house that I own that I was letting you stay in, it's yours for another five years. Yeah. Bullshit. Lawyers for the trust argue that Herman was only allowed to live in the home while she was dating Woods. The 47-year-old athlete currently lives at the estate with his two children. Herman was told that she had to move out after Woods ended their relationship back in October. When you're living with a dude and his kids on an estate and you break up, you got to leave. You don't you don't get to just hang out for another five years. This woman is obviously psychotic. It says Miss Herman responded to the breakup by filing this lawsuit. The lawyer said Herman claims she's owed 30 million dollars after the oral agreement was breached when the trust's employees locked her out of the residence, removed her personal belongings and informed her she could not return. Uh, sounds like she was getting kicked out of the house and now she wants $30 million because she is pissed off. Woods is pushing for the claims to be heard by an arbitrator who he hopes will determine that Herman never had an oral agreement over the home and that she's not owed any damages. This is the biggest trending story in the country right now. A clear cut case of, I don't want to be poor again. This lady was a restaurant manager. Tiger Woods met her, hooked up with her, dated her for five years, and now she's going to have to go back to an apartment. Oh, but baby. That sucks. I totally get it. I Who knows what caused the breakup? Those are painful for both people. But in this situation, you're not owed $30 million. There, there's no marriage. There's no kids. Get off Tiger's back. Again, this is what everybody is talking about. These are the headlines. This is what's popping up on my phone. This is what's popping up on YouTube. Tiger Woods is in a battle with his ex. Now here's the story you probably haven't heard. Also dated March 8th. This one hasn't got as much coverage. This one isn't exactly trending because it's not popular to talk about how Joe Biden got people killed. 
U.S. Marine sniper testifies to Congress that he was denied permission to shoot and kill Kambal Airport suicide bomber who killed 13 U.S. service members and 170 Afghan civilians. I am referring to Marine Sniper Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews. This man is a hero. He's a hero that no longer has a right arm or a left leg. And he does some pretty cool stuff. You can find this guy online. He works out really hard for only having one leg and one arm. He's been testifying to Congress about the absolutely heartbreaking, terrible withdrawal from Afghanistan that Joe Biden did in the middle of the night, that Joe Biden did that, that killed Afghans. Can you imagine being some of these Afghans that align with the Americans and then the Americans pull out without saying anything to you? Number one, you're never going to trust America again. That's going to echo around the world. Other people aren't going to trust us as well. And number two, you're probably running for your life. You are on a death list and your family is on that death list. Thanks, Joe Biden. I know Donald Trump wasn't perfect, but he wouldn't have done that. He would not maybe have done the withdrawal perfect, but he would not have done that. That was just stupid, blatant disregard. Joe Biden is an idiot. But anyway, this testimony is very eye-opening. And if we were a country that really cared about the things that really mattered, that really affected us, this would be the number one story. This would be what's trending on Twitter. So how about we make it the number one story? How about you share this with other people so that they know that this is what happened in Afghanistan and 13 of our brothers, 13 of our American people are dead and 170 Afghan civilians are dead because of Joe Biden's decisions. It says in July of 2021, Joe Biden abandoned Afghans Bargham Airfield in the middle of the night after nearly 20 years of U.S. occupation. The Biden regime shut off the electricity and slipped away in the night without notifying the base's Afghan commander who discovered the American secret departure more than two hours after they left. The Taliban quickly took control of the airbase, which is only 30 miles from Kabul, on August 15th and released thousands of terrorists held at its prison. Later, it was reported that the ISIS suicide bomber who murdered 13 U.S. servicemen and women and 170 Afghans was released by the Taliban from the prison in July. ISIS suicide bomber Abdul Rahman was incarcerated at the prison for the past four years until he was set free. Sergeant Vargas Andrews, a U.S. Marine Corps sniper who served in Afghanistan during the surrender to the Taliban forces, testified before Congress on Wednesday. Vargas told Congress that he was denied permission to shoot the suicide bomber in Afghanistan that killed our servicemen and all of these civilians. Now, I can read his entire testimony, but it's much more powerful when you hear it from him. This is a little bit of a long one, but it's worth the listen. Please share. Hundreds of people came in waves surging through the gate multiple times, physically fighting us. Living out of our tower, we conducted 24-7 operations at the gate. The next seven days were surreal. Nothing prepared us for the ground experience we were about to encounter. It was chaos, but we worked together to figure out the next best steps. Tens of thousands of people descended upon Abbey Gate. We were looking for anyone with a blue passport, first and foremost. People were suffering from extreme malnutrition, dehydration, heat casualties, and infants were dying. Afghans were brutalized and tortured by the Taliban, flocked to us pleading for help. Some Afghans turned away from Hkaya, tried to kill themselves on the razor wire in front of us that we used as a deterrent. They thought this was merciful compared to the Taliban torture that they faced. Countless Afghans were murdered by the Taliban 155 yards in front of our position day and night. 
With only shipping containers between us, the Taliban would routinely murder people under our observation at their checkpoint. We communicated the atrocities to our chain of command and intel assets, but nothing came of it. Department of State staff and HKI would completely shut down processing Afghans every evening and into the morning, leaving ground forces with a nightmare. They did not work in reasonable rotations and very much presented an unwillingness to work in other situations as well. No matter our health or condition, the Marines stood watch and engaged in disorderly and dangerous crowds. State was not prepared to be in HKIA. In fact, state would not want to deal with the Afghans unable to be processed. Weakening the security of the perimeter, state would take us away from our mission to walk Afghans out to meet the fate of the Taliban, condemning them to death. Over the communication network, we passed that there was a potential threat and an IED attack imminent. This was as serious as it could get. I requested engagement authority while my team leader was ready on the M110 semi-automatic sniper system. The response, leadership did not have the engagement authority for us. Do not engage. I requested for the battalion commander, Lieutenant Colonel Brad Whited, to come to the tower to see what we did. While we waited for him, psychological operations individuals came to our tower immediately and confirmed the suspect met the suicide bomber description. He eventually arrived and we showed him our evidence, the photos we had of the two men. We reassured him of the ease of fire on the suicide bomber. Pointedly, we asked him for engagement authority and permission. We asked him if we could shoot. Our battalion commander said, and I quote, I don't know, end quote. Myself and my team leader asked very harshly, well, who does? Because this is your responsibility, sir. He again replied, he did not know, but would find out. We received no update and never got our answer. Eventually, the individual disappeared. To this day, we believe he was a suicide bomber. We made everyone on the ground aware. Operations had briefly halted, but then started again. Plain and simple, we were ignored. Our expertise was disregarded. No one was held accountable for our safety. About 1730, Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover, friend and mentor, came to get me from the tower to go help find an Afghan interpreter in the crowd. We found the interpreter and his brother born with American passports. They told us five, told us of five family members still in the canal. I stayed there waiting for the family members standing against a two foot canal wall. 10 minutes passed. <clears throat> then a flash <clears throat> and a massive wave of pressure. I'm thrown 12 feet onto the ground, but instantly knew what had happened. I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. A crowd of hundreds immediately vanished in front of me, and my body was catastrophically wounded with 100 to 150 ball bearings now in it. <clears throat> Almost immediately, we started taking fire from the neighborhood, and I saw how injured I was with my right arm, completely shredded and unusable. I saw my lower abdomen soaked in blood. crawled backwards seven feet, roughly seven feet because I thought I was still in harm's way. My body was overwhelmed from the trauma of the blast. My abdomen had been ripped open. Every inch of my exposed body, except for my face, took ball bearings and shrapnel. <clears throat> I tried to get up but could not. Laying there for a few minutes, I started to lose consciousness. When I heard Chaz, my team leader, screaming my name as he ran to me, his voice... <clears throat> His voice calling to me kept me awake. When he got to me, he dragged me to safety and immediately started triaging me, tying tourniquets on my limbs and doing anything he could to stop the bleeding and start plugging wounds with the help of the other Marines. I was awake through most of it, screaming, moaning, and cursing. Please ask, uh, <clears throat> I ask you to please ask me about 
getting shot at the tower in Abbey Gate and how no one wanted my report post-blast. Even NCIS and the FBI failed to interview me. The withdrawal was a catastrophe in my opinion. And there was an inexcusable lack of accountability and negligence. The 11 Marines, one sailor, and one soldier that were murdered that day have not been answered for. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak. So there you have it. Disgusting. That is what Joe Biden, that is what the Democrats do. That is what Joe Biden, that is what the Democrats don't want you to know. Share this episode. Share this information. Get this out to the people so that this never happens again. America didn't vote for that. I don't think they voted for Joe Biden, but they definitely didn't vote for that. We didn't vote for rampant inflation. We didn't vote for out-of-control spending. We didn't vote for chemical spills that aren't being managed. We didn't vote for any of this. And again, I'll say it, I don't think we voted for Joe Biden. We need to get Donald Trump, DeSantis 2024 rocking, and then maybe, just maybe, we can have the 80s again. Hey, yow! Info Ninja. I'll be back.